All right, welcome everybody. This is your boy, Young Dwight. Actually, old Dwight. I have. A... <laughs> yeah, don't don't steal my <laughs> my adjective. This is your boy, Dwight, aka at five one seven two two one four. Join as I am every week with Young SJ. She actually is legitimately young, but she getting up there on the cool, <laughs> sneaking up there, and uh, Young at. Young SJ at SJ Basketball 8, and this is 21 going on 77, and here we are back with another episode. I think this may be, um, this is the soonest we've ever recorded right after a game. Um, this is Sunday, it's about 5.07 Central Standard Time, and we just, uh, we the, our Dallas Mavericks just beat the Sacramento Kings. Um, yes, sir. Finally got the dub. I ain't going to hold you. The way they've been beating us, uh, where they beat us last year, I took that shit personal. So we got that one random ass or random ass or two Kings fans that was always invading our timeline because they, they kept beating us. So I'm happy we got that monkey off our back. And um, let's get into it. Let's get into the last week of Mavs basketball, NBA basketball, young SJ. How you want to start? You want to go around the league before we jump into our maps? How you feeling? Yeah, around the league. Um, okay. we'll, yeah, we'll go general, then single in on our maps. Okay, cool, cool. So uh, from last week, um, you know, we, we actually, I think there's also one of our shorter gaps in between recording episodes. So what did you see last week that kind of shocked you, surprised you? How are teams looking um, that, that, you know, caught your eye and uh who's who's doing worse than what you anticipated because okay, I, so, I have a um i'm just uh i don't mean to cut you off yeah yeah, yeah. but i'm kind of gonna go in on who's doing worse than i anticipated but i i think i know i'm gonna i have gonna leave a, that to you i have yeah. a very strong agenda and i'm going to ride this agenda yes. and some people i i've literally been blocked by lots of people over <laughs> it, and I don't care, but let me let you finish. I apologize for cutting you off. Please take Yeah, no, I, I know what you're going to say, which is why I, I agree with you, but I will just touch on it a bit and leave it to you. I'll leave it to you. <laughs> but um, for, okay, so things that I liked, first of all, um, the Cavs, <laughs> like, <sighs> they they didn't win too much last week. Um, They played tough opponents. They played the Suns. They lost. Um, They played the Suns yesterday, I believe, and they lost. They played Lakers. Great fights. Like, the Cavs, they're fun. Like, that big lineup that um they got, the small backcourt and then the three, like, huge frontcourt players, like, it's not because of um you know Allen and Mobley in the trenches like they've been just phenomenal defensively flying around like Allen he's not too bad on the perimeter and Mobley we know he's very um versatile too so it's it's been they've been a fun watch like the it, the lineup I think they're gonna have to like it's fun now I think they're gonna have to at some point get an actual way in there I don't think Laurie Markinen is like the long-term answer at starting wing I know they have a coral that they've been trying to, you know, bring along, but he, I don't know if the offense is going to come around. Yeah. So they have to keep looking. I mean, we have Josh Green. <laughs> if they want to take another Shit. swing. Hey, hey, they can, ha- they can have uh, my man. 
I, I, I'm still in this room. They had Shannon's little brother. He got some experience. In yeah, so. Yeah, but they're going to need to address that. But they've been fun. So that was the um, little tidbit. And the Suns. The Suns were one of my teams that I watched a lot last year because I thought they were fun. Um, but this season, they started off slow again, like they did last year. But this, this one has been a bit different. Um, but they beat the Cavs. So it looks like they're about to get back on track. Um, in terms of teams that I'm the Bulls, I wanted to mention that the Bulls got a really good win against the Jazz, and they lost a very close one to the Knicks. So they're handling, like, the good teams okay so far. I know that was a big question that, oh, they're only beating up on, like, the horrible teams. Um, but they've been competitive in the two games that they've played against good teams. So I, I want to see more from them. Um, but in terms of and one more thing, very decent. And that's the thing. I knew they were going to be decent. To me, they're a very average team. They're very deep now. Um, they have a lot of good NBA players, but they've been beating um they've been beating good teams. And I think they're going to just be a very solid team. I see some people trying to you know, push them up into the, you know, upper echelon of the um, Eastern Conference and saying that they'll give people, like, they might win a playoff series. Okay, I'm not that far or that high on the Wizards. I just think that they're going to be a real solid team. I think their ceiling might be, like, the succeed, um, in my opinion. But um, they're going to be an annoying team to kind of, like, face in a playoff series. Um, but I don't think they'll win one. I definitely don't. But um. Those are like my three teams that I, I like I like seeing this week. In terms of teams that have been disappointing me, um, well, the Lakers, I mean, they finally got a win against the Cavs, but they had a horrible, horrible loss to OKC, like a horrible loss yeah. to OKC. Yeah. Like they blew a 26-point lead. It was horrible. And OKC is not an NBA team. They're not. No. So to have that, to, come, to drop that lead, 26 point lead and lose like not only did you like it would have been one thing if you if you like let them come back and you made it competitive but you still won but you let them come back and you let them win like that was just insane so um you're gonna have to figure some things out and the pacers i know you this is what you wanted to get into so i'm not gonna get into it too much but all i'm gonna say is the pacers are one and six and granted they don't have three starters, or Lavert just came back in the last game, but they don't have TJ Warren, and I think Brogdon was sitting a couple games, so we understand the circumstances, but one and six is a little crazy, and that's all I'm going to say on that. I'm going to leave it to you. No, I, <laughs> um, I will say this. Like, I actually, I bet on the Cavs. The, the Cavs were a uh, eight-point underdog, and I actually bet money. Like, I believed in the Cavs so much. I bet money on them to be able to cover that spread against the Lakers. They let me down, but it it, it got away from them late. But I still don't feel bad about that bet, the way that game transpired. I was feeling good about it through most of the game, and then they just kind of got away from them at the end. So um, the Cavs, I, I like the Cavs quite a bit. Uh, the Warriors, not the Warriors, I'm sorry. The uh, uh, Wizards. Wizards. Yeah, yeah man, I, I told you. I was in on them. I, I felt they were yeah, going to be were. better than yeah. last year. Because I, I am a Spencer Dinwiddie stand, but 
they just had cut they went from russell westbrook uh bradley bill um you know and then some guys to basically like they have eight nine legitimate nba players and i think now we we just had a short turnaround season wise like last off season was short but we still got 82 games and i think that's gonna hold up i don't know I kind of agree with you as far as when it comes to the playoffs. I don't know how that's going to hold up. But as far as like regular season, I actually do think they're going to finish top. I'm giving them top five in the East just because they have the they have a volume of players and the players that they do have fit. So I can see them getting the fifth seed. I don't know if I'd bet money on it, but it wouldn't shock me. Um, as far as actually winning a playoff series, I don't know about all that, but um, – it, it, I, I, I like, I, I think, I don't think Brad Bill is going anywhere. I think there's enough there for him to hang out, probably sign a deal, maybe two, three years down the road, ask for a trade if it all goes up in smoke. But I don't think Brad Bill is opting out and going anywhere. That's how solid of yeah. a team he has around him. And it's like, it's not old dudes either. It's like, them dudes are like youngish. So it's not like they're about to get washed up or, you know, this is the last run they got in. I'm like, that's just going to be a nice little solid team for a little while. Um, I guess my team, and I was I was right about the Wiz, but the team I was off about, and they starting to, I, I, I was wrong, but I'm happy to be wrong because I like every player on the team. The Bulls are good, man. The Bulls are a good team. They are, they are. And you said it perfect. You said offensively, they're, well, you know what? Actually, that's I, I, that's not the reason. They've actually been a good defensive team, and the offense hasn't been there from an advanced metric standpoint. Believe yeah, it or I not. Yeah, but sorry to cut you off, but I think the defense is a bit overrated right now because okay. I think as the season goes on, you're gonna see cracks just because they have no rim protection. Yeah. Um, and after a while, like the point of attack on defense is gonna um is gonna kind of unravel if your rim protection isn't key, but yeah, yeah, yeah they've been then, good on defense so far. And, and then the other thing that they're, I mean, you could say Caruso, but if ain't Caruso is him, but my man is out for the year, Patrick Williams. And yeah, that, that, was, that, that uh, was massive because he's been he's been a goods man. He's been a good. So I, I still hope I'm wrong. I hope I, I haven't had any Bulls fans on my in my mentions, but I hope they're able to dunk on me because I, I like the Bulls. I want to see them dudes win. Um, that's pretty much it. That's all I got as far as teams that are, are winning, that are catching my eye. Um, my Pistons got a win. Shout out. Shout out to him for that. But Yeah, K debuted. Yeah, he he probably shouldn't have, just to keep it going. <laughs> yeah. He probably should He wasn't great. He wasn't yeah, great. He, he probably should have said that because he's not playing tonight. So whatever – that injury that had him out, it wasn't ready. He just should have. He just should have waited until he was full goal. So, but they got off the snide. They uh, they technically only have one win. They're tied with the worst record with the one win club with the team that is doing bad that I didn't think would be bad. But I'm I'm just going to say it, y'all. Anybody that follows me knows I've been harping on this shit. <laughs> Great Carlisle's Indiana Pacers. And the reason why I'm harping on it so much is 
when we got popped the other night, people were like, I wish Rick was still here. When Rick was still here, these things didn't happen. I'm like, y'all, we fucking got swept by the Sacramento Kings last year under Ray Carlisle. We lost to the goddamn Houston Rockets about at the same point in the season as we got, I mean, it, it wasn't even that competitive of a game if we keeping it tall uh, under Rick Carlisle. So I feel like people have amnesia about how good of a coach Rick Carlisle is at this point because we won a championship 11 years ago with him. And I'll be honest, I wasn't even one of the people in our corner of Twitter that wanted Rick gone. But every time those people would even bring up, like some people was on Rick's ass for the last few years and people like, you're stupid. And it would be real dismissive and it'd be real, real, you know, even coded and you don't understand basketball if you don't think Rick Carlisle is a fucking genius. A lot of national people feel that way as well. And I'm like, I don't know, man. He need to work that genius and those fucking great offensive tactician skills that uh, he's alleged <laughs> to have because that team's not the worst team in the NBA, even with the injuries bad. TJ Warren didn't That's play. TJ Warren didn't play one minute last year for the dude that got fired that had that they was fighting with on the goddamn sideline. They were 34 <laughs> and 38. They were a, a mediocre basketball team. And that was with Miles Turner only played like 30 games. He played like half the season. So Miles That's Turner has too. played every single fucking, uh, every single game. And he, and he stinks. He had that <laughs> one game. He had that one game. So if Rick Carlisle is this fucking brilliant tactician that all if, if he was here with the Dallas Mavericks, then our offense wouldn't be broken and we'd be so much better. Why can't he do that shit for a team? They have talent, even with the injuries. That is a talented basketball team. They're not great, but they shouldn't be one in six. And something else that stands out to me is like, dog, I, Miles Turner was a defensive player of the year. He probably was, I don't know, he was one of the best defensive players in the games he played last year. They sure. stink defensively. They stink defensively. And it's like, hey, um, maybe Rick Carlisle can't coach defense. And as much as, let me be very clear, I'm not a Jason Kidd apologist. I think Jason Kidd's good. I don't think Jason Kidd will be the coach of the Dallas Mavericks in the next 24 months. I think he'll be gone in the next 24 months. But dog, we are like, we have the best defense we've had since we won the championship. I know this is small sample size theater, but I know offense is entertaining and I know offense is what people come to watch. But dog, being a top five offense and being like a bottom third defense, that's just not gonna work. So even though I may disagree with the tack that Jason Kidd is taking, I do appreciate that he was like, we're not just going to give the ball to Lucas, shoot threes and try to outscore people because we know where that's going. We know where that's going. That We know what the selling of that is, even though, frankly, the shit he's been trying offensively, it ain't my cup of tea. I know how that ends. And it, it's we, we know what that's going to be. That's about the fourth. That's the fourth through the, through the sixth seed, and that's losing in the first round. That may be what, that's frankly probably what Jason Kidd's team is going to end up anyway. But dog, to have a chance, you got to play defense. And Rick Carlisle can't play defense. He didn't teach his teams to play defense towards the later part of his Dallas team. Dog, do you know Indiana hasn't been any worse, any worse than 14th in defensive efficiency in like a decade? Rick Carlisle shows up, they 
dropped straight down to the bottom third. They actually jumped up to 21. They probably uh, jumped up a little further because even though they lost, you know, they played they played the Raptors and they stink. So even yeah. though they beat them, you know, if you play the Raptors, your defensive efficiency is going to get a boost, right? So they can't score. Exactly. But it's just, there's so, there's just been this mysticism about Rick Carlisle. And I was a Rick defender. I was, but dog, I, and it's, it's not just people on the timeline. It's national writers. It's everybody trying to pack up Jason Kidd about this offense. And no one's talking about how bad the Pacers stink. So it's like, wait, like, it's just like, so do, does it not count? Like, people are like, Rick Carlisle, it's a guy I follow, a reporter out of uh, the Bay Area. He's a Warriors beat writer. He's like, Rick Carlisle always had the Mavs offense. It must look broken. Well, I'm like, hey, man, why don't he use some of that magic on the fucking team he coaches right now? And <laughs> in, in, <laughs> And the, the other thing is you, the, I know you're, this is uh, your rant and I don't want to step on it. Like, let's just be honest. The offense fucking stinks because Luca has stunk. And, oh, it, yeah. and, and, and there has been some weird lineup uh, spacing issues, but I watched the goddamn game today. Everybody is throwing Dwight Powell into the trash can and Dwight Powell stinks. We know it, but Dwight Powell is not bad enough to totally dislodge your offense. He's not. The offense is stunk because Luca is stunk. He came out like he's, he's today is the first game where he came out like he really wanted to play. And ma magically, we didn't go down 20 points in the first quarter. And then when you look at it, something I've been noticing is like, dog, he's not cooking. He, he did boogie a little bit today when he got a big switched on him. But the first, I don't know, six games or five games, he, he's not beating his man off the dribble. He's not getting past him. He's not. And Jalen Brunson has been. And I think that's why when Jalen comes in the game, we go on those runs. And I've kind of done all this stuff on the timeline. So I don't I don't want to reiterate it here. But look, man, I'm just going to say this. I hope the Pacers turn it around because I don't hate Rick Carlisle. I hate people that act like Rick Carlisle was a fucking wizard when there's no wizardry to spread the floor with Rick, uh, with Luka Doncic and Dirk Nowitzki and having a good offense. Like the shit's not that hard, dog. It's not that complicated. You, in my opinion, I don't think you deserve to be called a great tactician for saying I'm going to give the ball to Luka and spread the floor. That's it. That's my rant. I hope the Pacers get it together and they better because I'm I'm going to be on people's ass like. There's, man, my girl, there's a, a mutual follower we have, and I love her to death, but she keeps talking about Rick Carlisle, and I don't want to attack her about it, but I kept retweeting her. I was like, you know what, let me chill, because that's, that's the homie. I don't want to go at her like that, but, <laughs> man, Rick Carlisle is probably watched as a coach, seriously. Like, I think Indiana is, damn I think it's more likely Indiana is selling off pieces in the next two months, and they turn it around. Um, that's it. I got that off my chest. Damn, that was cathartic. But <laughs> well, tell us how you really feel. Yeah, um... that's that's it. That's that's my Rick Carlisle rant. I will continue to flood the timeline as they lose and do bad. So they better get it together. But I'm not gonna bring it up on the pod anymore. That's my piece. Well, all right. Well, I mean, I I do agree. Um. The Pacers shouldn't be this bad. Like even with their injuries, they should not be this bad. Like they just shouldn't. So um, they're gonna have to figure that out. Um, I'm still waiting on the fire sale. 
um, because they have pieces that I want. And Rick owes us for letting him just walk like that without bothering him. So um, I don't. I yeah. think I think Rick's petty. I don't think Rick will let anybody go here. I don't. It he would have. Not. It would have to be somebody that he thinks stinks, but he doesn't hate. It's like I don't think he's gonna work with T.J. Warren. Um, I forget who said it on the timeline. It's like T.J. Warren and Lavert. Those are like Rick Carlisle players. So maybe he can shoot us T.J. Warren for low. That I don't know. I hope so. Yeah, we'll see. But um, on to the Mavericks. Um, they played. They played, played quite a few games this past week because they had the um, that was like three days off after. Was it the first game? Or the second? No, it was after it was, Toronto. They, yeah, yeah, it was yeah the they didn't play. Game. We had a lot. Yeah, yeah, they didn't play for a while. So they had a lot of games last week. They played the Rockets, um, Spurs, Denver, and now today the Kings. So um. The first three, I'll separate the Kings game, but the first three games, um, we won two of those games. So we beat the Spurs and the Rockets. Um, as you would expect, they're not good teams. So um, I did expect them to win. And if they didn't win, that would have been an issue to itself. But they did win. But in those wins, it didn't feel good because the offense was still ugly. And um, at least they played defense. That, that's what you were saying, that we're playing defense, but the offense is ugly. And like you alluded to, big part of the offense is Luka. And yeah, um, just because I don't know, I've been previewing um, my little Luka rant. And just because he played well against the Kings, don't think he's safe from this lashing. I'm still going to get these takes off. <laughs> so we'll start with the fact that I and I keep referencing this because I I will not forget how everyone treated me. Every, they tried to ratio me on Twitter because I said last last season I said, and I uh, I'm not gonna quote because I can't remember the exact tweet um, word for word, but I said along the lines of Luca is not close to being an MVP type player right now because he he's immature. And the immaturity is holding him back right now. And everyone got mad at that because, yeah, how could you say this? He's so good. How could you do this, that, and the third? And the point was missed then. And I think now we're still seeing, like, what I said, we're seeing it play out. The point of that tweet was not about his talent. We all know Luca's an MVP-type talent. He finished sixth last year. The year before that, he finished fourth in the race. Like, we know he has that kind of talent. But to win the award, like sixth and fourth, you, you still lost the award. To win the award, night in and night out, you have to play with effort. No, First of all, no one wins MVP by accident. <laughs> like, you don't win that award by chance. You have to care about it. It's something you have to care about. And even though players are saying, oh, I don't care about the award, you, you, you kind of have to care about it to win it. So you have to play with effort night in and night out on both ends of the floor. He has that issue. Last season, we saw it against bad teams. Our record was bad. And a lot of it, you can look at Luca. He comes out acting, acting like he doesn't want to play. And then the team feeds off that. And we end up losing or in dogfights with teams we shouldn't be in dogfights. That could be attributed to him. And obviously that's not, 
it's not all on him. There's other factors, but if we're talking about a big piece of it, you can attribute it to him. Same thing with this season. I don't know what it is. There's several theories that have been, you know, thrown out there about his slow start. Um, I've seen some people say, oh, uh, maybe he's in his head from all the narratives about him being a ball hog. So he's trying to be, he, he's passive because of that. And you've seen others saying, oh, he has no space. Um, he's seeing three defenders at the rim, so it's hard for him to get his game off. And the others just saying that maybe he just doesn't care. He doesn't care to be out there. I think, first of all, all those things can be true. But at the same time, the team goes as he goes. Like in the Atlanta game, So like in the Atlanta game, um, oh, somebody somebody calling you. Yeah, somebody's like calling me right now. <laughs> My bad, guys. But like um, in the Atlanta game, we saw that he he just didn't play well. You can attribute that. You could say um um offense, all of that. You can um talk about him not knowing the offense and the spacing. Fine, he gets a pass for the Atlanta game. That's the first game of the season. That's fine. Um. But all the other games, there's just no excuse. Like, first of all, the spacing is bad. But at the end of the day, I don't really care. <laughs> like, as a as a fan, please get your game off. Like, not every team in the league is going to have the optimal spacing. Not every single year you're going to have optimal spacing and all that. It's just not going to happen every single year. So, like, in your second year, you had pretty much all the spacing in the world. That's not going to be like that every single year. So at the end of the day, you have to adjust and get your game off. He's a great, he's a great player. Great, great, great player. And in Europe, the spacing is worse than it is in the NBA because they have shorter courts and all that. So he knows how to play in like cramped areas. So I don't want to hear about like spacing as the reason why he's not shooting the ball well. He's been shooting like me <laughs> out there the whole time. And people have been, you know, these are like haters. These are coming from like hater perspectives, but they've been talking about like the rule changes um, uh, um, in regards to like his slow start. And I'm like, if you watch, you can see that it's it's not rule changes. Cause first of all, today he went like two for six from the free throw line. Luca can't make free throws. A career, what was it? 70, I think he's like career 74% from the line. That's mm, I, think, I think it's 70. Three, I looked at it. Though, even like, worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So seventy-three, exactly. So a career seventy-three free throw shooter. Free throws aren't gonna affect their like efficiency or game. It's him not shooting the ball well because of whatever reasons you want to attribute it to. But my thing is, I can live with missed shots. You're not gonna make all of them. I can live with missed shots as long as you try. His effort in the Denver game. That was one of the worst games I've ever watched him play. The five, not even because of the five for 18. He acted like he did not want to play. He, his body language in the games have, it just has been awful. And to me, as the leader and the best player, you can't be out there like that. I don't care. Like he doesn't, like if he puts his hand up and someone makes the shot, you can see like his shoulders just drop and like he just like, walks up the court like that can't happen that can't happen if you put your hand up someone makes the shot you clap and say okay I'm gonna get them next time that's how you need to proceed your teammates feed off of that in the Denver game he wasn't even trying to contest he wasn't trying to close out he was just he, giving up. He, he was getting lost 
Yeah, he was giving up easy buckets. Backdoor layups, yeah. He was giving up. That was that I can't accept. There's no, there's like no excuses for that. And people say, oh, well, he has to do so much on offense. No, I don't want to hear that. I absolutely do not want to hear that. I don't care if you, you guys, not, not, the listeners, I don't mean to generalize, generalize everyone, but if if people, we believe that he can be an MVP type player. I've seen people, I, I don't personally agree with this part, but I've seen people say, oh, he has GOAT potential. He's on, you know, GOAT trajectory. If you, if you're saying all that about him, right, he has to play on both sides, both sides of the ball and give effort on both sides of the ball. You can't like, too many times I see him chilling under the rim when he's supposed to be guarding the corner because he just wants to grab the rebound and get back on offense no that's not basketball basketball is two sides of the ball you have to play defense as well and that effort can't cut it I don't care what he has to do on offense I don't care if he's distributing passing scoring I don't care he's not the only one in the league that has to do a lot on offense and play defense LeBron James throughout his whole career and I know it's it's you know comparing to you know, Luca to the second or first. I, I think he's he's my goal, but whatever. The great one of the greatest players of all time, LeBron James. Um, but LeBron has had to do so much on offense throughout his years. And he I mean, not talking later in his career when he's like 35, but like he was playing defense. Yeah. Same thing with Giannis. Yeah, Giannis. Giannis, granted, he's not the ball handler, like I guess the primary, primary ball handler, he plays like it, but he has like, you know, Middleton and Drew now, but Giannis still has to do quite a bit on offense and he's rebounding, he's doing all of that. And Giannis plays defense. In that finals game, that closeout game when he won a chip, he dropped 50 and played some of the best defense I've ever seen. Yeah. Best defense I've ever, there's no excuse. You can't, and I'm not, I understand he has physical limitations. So he's not the quickest. He's not going to, you know, shifty guards are going to get him sometimes. And I understand all that. But as long as you try, that is all I'm asking for. Like, he will get beat and he doesn't even care to recover. Recover. Like, go recover. You don't know what will happen. Like, we need to see consistent effort from him. That's, and that translated to the Kings game today. And I knew it. I, I said before um, we started recording the pod, I wish I tweeted the prediction. I forgot to do it because I would have looked so smart right now, but whatever. Um, I had a feeling that that Denver game was going to go, like with the way he was trending, um, with the effort and all that, I had a huge feeling that, especially with the altitude and all that, I had a feeling that he was going to have his worst game of the season. And then in Sacramento, he was going to get back on track. And that happened. So in the game today, he came out from jump and decided I'm going to (laughs) play. I'm going to actually try to look for my shot make them not only look for the shot but make them and then from there everything opens up he was competing on defense there was a play um where Rashawn Holmes he had um Rashawn Holmes had him in the post and I think Rashawn grabbed the rebound um after a Kings missed shot and instead of just letting Rashawn go up for like the easy two what would have been an easy two Luca fouled him hard and made him earn it at the line that is what I want to see like don't just like put forth effort like don't um give up easy buckets like don't ever do that your team feeds off that um and another thing um and another thing that kind of ties into his like into the immaturity that I was talking about was the um 
his conditioning there's there's much there's a lot going on about his conditioning right now you know some people think he's out of shape some people think he's not all this but the point remains that um he's not in the best shape and this ties into him being an MVP caliber player he has to be in shape and I said the year he comes like in optimal shape is the year he'll probably win the award <laughs> you know like this and you can tell like I know people have been saying yeah he's probably just tired from the whole summer I don't want to hear that he knew from jump he knew he was going to play in the Olympics he knew that he said it he said it's an honor to play for his country he's going to do it every time he feels like so he knows it and at that point you need to have plan in place where it's not going to bother you for an 82 regular season that you played long into the Olympics and he's not the only one that has has done that um we had Middleton and Drew too and granted Drew did get a bit injured and Middleton he's been okay to start the season but those were two guys who had very deep they won a championship and went to the Olympics very short offseason um but I don't I I just don't the excuses that people try to make for him at this point I'm a bit over it because one year in year four and you, you just got your supermax contract and you're the guy like you are the guy they're following you we don't have like season bets on the team and even if we do in like Beaumont they don't play they're not playing so you have to be that guy on the court your teammates feed off of it today he came out like aggressive he came out with fire fervor and the team as a result fed off of it he made that logo shot um and granted he's lucky he made that shot because I was going to be very upset <laughs> at that position, but he made things the shot. Were, things were getting dicey. Yeah, things it was getting, getting real dicey. dicey. Yeah. And it was not a good shot. It was definitely not a good shot, but whatever. Um, but he made it, and the team fed off that. They got a steal, dunk. Like, the team feeds off that energy. So he has to be better. And one thing he did again, where the immaturity again shows up, and people think he's not like, oh, he's been – you know, playing professional since he's 13. He's not immature. Yes, he is. It's okay. It's okay. He's yeah. 20, what, 22. It's okay. He is immature right now. There was a possession where um, I think it was Davion was guarding him. And Davion fouled. Not Davion did foul. And he, um, but he didn't get the call. And what he did was he throws the ball, chucks the ball real fast to, I think it was, who was that top? Maybe Powell? I can't remember who he like chucked the ball to, but the, he chucked the ball to Powell and Powell like swung it to Brunson in like a bad spot and Brunson had to like throw the ball up and it was an air ball at the end of the shot clock. That cannot happen. You can't be angry and ruin an entire possession just because you didn't get a call. That can't happen. And people are like, and then he got a T, I think kind of, kind of after that because of that. That can't happen. People are saying, well, the T was warranted. He got a foul. No, that can't happen. You're two for six. You are two for six from the free throw line. I don't want to hear you crying about free throws. You're not making them. So shut up. I'm sorry. Just just play. Just play. Just play ball. So like just all of that. And I say this, all this criticism with love, because at the end of the day, that's still my favorite player in the league. He's still the guy from for my team. And I'm I'm going to ride with him. I understand it's a rough patch. So obviously I'm not gonna try to drop him. He's that dude. You know, we're not going to forget that. But it's okay to also call him out on these things. Like, 
it's like saying that, oh, he has a lot to deal with on offense because the team stinks. That's not good. That's not working for me right now. <laughs> As an excuse, that's not working anymore. That's but, but, not, you're in year that's, four. That's not that, that's gonna work it, for me. That's an excuse you give to De'Aaron Fox. That's an excuse you give to uh, Devin Booker before Chris Paul showed up. That's not an excuse you give to somebody you're arguing is the best player in the league. You can't exactly. do you can't do both of those. In my exactly. Opinion. Yeah. So I just I'm just happy he finally kind of got out of his, I guess, scoring slump. His shots still not falling. Apart from that logo shot, his three ball needs to get together. And that's a part of the reason why I do agree that he's not in shape because his three ball is hundred percent tight in shape. Like yeah. other than his second year, his um his sophomore year, I would say he was pretty much in shape um but his three ball was still bad but he changed his mechanics afterwards last year when he worked himself into shape obviously that three ball was great so this year I anticipate that it's going to start falling soon but he he's definitely going to need that shot falling soon because all the data points to him like when his shot's falling the Mavericks offense being like really really good and I feel like similar things like you said this happened last year when his three ball was off Last year, it was kind of the same thing. Our defense was really good, and our, our offense was bad. And, yes, the COVID stretch and all that, but Luka was not all that great from three. When his three started to go, everything else started to open up. So, at the end of the day, my point is everything starts with him. So, he just has to be pretty much in on his best behavior and doing everything right in almost every game. Like I said, you you can't be perfect in every game, and I don't expect him to be perfect in every game. But as long as he tries, and I see effort on both ends of the floor, then I will be content with him. Yeah, I um, you know, you the homie, and I, we look at the game the same way. So I don't want to say like I just want to say preach, and I also even want to add on to what you're saying. Like, I'll even take it a step further. I heard someone say Luke is the best offensive player in the league. Like, that's not, and I think it was Bill Simmons and I think Nick Angstead. Like, it, that's a common, that's a common thought. And I don't think it's absurd. But in my opinion, you cannot be the best offensive player in the league. You, like, LeBron couldn't make free throws when he was the best player in the league. He was still at like 70%. LeBron was, you know, is Luca had one season of being what Bron is in the at the rim basically his whole career. So yeah. you have to be elite. You have to be LeBron James level of finisher, or you got to make your free throws. And his finishing at the rim has went down a little bit. And he has become a quote unquote elite mid range, but he's not finishing at the rim to the same level that he was. And like he's still a below average three point shooter, guys. He is. And he's not a, for someone who has the ball as he, as much as he has, that isn't finishing at the rim like LeBron does. Like, dog, you got to make your free throws. I don't think he's the best offensive player in the league. I don't he's even not. know. That's Jokic. I, I think that's Yeah, Jokic. I don't, and, 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 and it, well, Honestly, it's been Jokic. And to me, it should have been like a slam dunk open and shut case. Like, dog, I, hey, this is a, a total tangent I'm about to go off on. I know Luka and Jokic are boys. They be getting fucked up when they play in Denver. Because this ain't the first time both of them look like shit in a game. And I'm like, 
there's been strict the first time it happened like i remember both of the like luca was hot Jokic was hot and then they both played each other and they play like trash so my theory is they'd be kicking it and getting fucked up and just both Jokic still impacted the game a lot better than luca but he was kind of off the other night too but the point i bring that up because even though Jokic was off he still dramatically impacted the game like that jumper yes. wasn't falling. He wasn't cooking. He should have murdered Dwight Powell, but he's like, all right. He let others. He let others get their game off. Exactly. He still made let made the others cook, and I know that involves having. He has better others, but yeah. But he still was grabbing rebounds. He still was playing solid defense for Jokic. Like he wasn't just pouting that he he wasn't getting calls. And that's the and that's what I need to see from Luca to take the final step. And honestly, man, it's not getting any better. Like this is the I know this season is still young. We're only six games in, but like, dog, you got to tighten up, tighten up, man. Like you're not on a rookie contract anymore. Well, technically he is, but like you a super max guy. You are first team All NBA two years in a row. Like, dog, I need you to bring it. I need you to come with with. With the red eyes, man, you supposed to lay waste to these boys. And I know some people are blaming Kid for taking the ball out of his hand. And frankly, that shit was stupid. But even with that, like, you, you, you touched on it earlier. Like, even when the ball's out of his hand, he's literally looking like a pouty brat as the action takes place away from him. You know, and it's like, that's just unacceptable. In my opinion, that's unacceptable. It's unacceptable from anybody. I don't care how good you are, but if exactly. you're the team leader, you're really not supposed to do that. And just to kind of get on the game today, Luca came out. He was with the shits today. He his game wasn't that great today, but he was locked in early today. He you could tell he wanted to play. He made it a point to be aggressive uh, from the jump, and you know he 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 tried on both ends of the court at the beginning of the game. And it's like, wow, we didn't end up down 20 points for like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, and crazy how that works. And and to get back to my rant I was on earlier, it's like y'all trying to pack, give Rick Carlisle credit and say Jason Kidd stinks, which Jason Kidd does stink, but that's a whole different conversation. Even if Rick Carlisle was here, Luca still, if Luca behaves this way, and he did for very long stretches under Rick Carlisle, we're going to stink. And that's just the bottom line. This team, coaching matters less in basketball than any other professional sport. It's a player's league. Um, if Jason Kidd was a fucking basketball wizard, we're still probably 4-2. The way that 4-2 looks right now probably looks different. We maybe, maybe we come out better against Atlanta and still like game. But the point I'm trying to make is coaching – in my opinion, it's a player's league. Coaching doesn't matter as much. You might get three or four wins maybe uh, over the course of a season, but you got to have guys. And unless you're just a totally negligent coach, I don't think it, it, it's impacted. Um, and, and I know I keep belaboring this point, but like, I don't, I, I, I just, you got you to look at players and talent and that's typically where it's going to end up. That's typically where the team is going to go if you're just an average to below average coach. So I say all that to say, Luca got to tighten up. 
And I think that's your bigger point. And that's the last one you gave him. And I, I feel bad because he's Luca. He's literally the franchise. But with great power comes great responsibility. Shout out to my youngest exactly. son being Spider-Man for, for Halloween. <laughs> but seriously, bro, like, hey, man, that's when you when you take that money, when you, you know, Luca's competitive, you can tell he, he wants those accolades. You can tell he likes those accolades. He 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 got to step up, man. You got to be it all the time, man. I mean, all the time. Not just when you feel exactly. like it. Even if your body don't feel good. Hey, man, I still need you to bring it. I still need you to be a good teammate. Man. That's, that's stuff that bothers me as a fan, and I love him. I, I refer to him as my oldest son all the time because I, I love Luca. He's Luca. But, man, he got to tighten up. He really do. Yep. Yep, he does. And, um, on to the other co-star. I don't even feel comfortable trying to call him that right now. Tall man. He's back to being called tall man. But he, like, I just want to move on. I badly yeah. want to move on. Yeah. It's, it's, we've heard, we heard all off season, all the healthy off season and two, two and a half games because he had to get pulled from. What game was it? The um, Rockets game. He had yeah. to get pulled. Um, so he barely played and he's already sitting out for like back tightness and it's it's not even just the sitting out it's them and the coaching staff it's all of them and this is a new coaching staff so patterns are still kind of there it's still lying to us and i'm not saying we're privy to all his you know medical information it's nothing like that but don't tell us that on the day he gets pulled don't say oh it's a little tightness it's precautionary to think okay he'll probably play next game the next game he sits out then you say don't worry it's precautionary he'll he, he'll probably be ready to go next game and then next game he doesn't play and then now he just doesn't play and it's like this is getting very frustrating because now at this point I think it's obvious you can't at this point I don't think you I mean granted one he's shooting like I, I don't even know how to even describe it 30% from the field and this is not and he's doing like 20% from three which is like whatever but like com- contrast that to Luca. Luca's shooting horribly from three he's in the 20s too but at least his field goal percentage is like 40 like low 40s not his usual efficiency but it's in the 40s <laughs> you know he's 6'8 Porzingis is 7-3, and his field goal percentage is in the 30s. It's in the 30s. That's just unacceptable. So that, coupled with him can't, not even being able to play, you can't trick a team. You can't trick a team into taking him out. He's, I think it's quite obvious he's damaged goods. He's cooked. It's, it's obvious he's cooked. So I, it's, it's hard because he has so many years left, and you're like, you can't get off of him so easily and it's gonna it's gonna stink if you have to give up assets to get off of him when you gave up two picks to get him but i just i want to move on and be done he's nah, it's, we, it's, we, it's it's annoying now it's real annoying now yeah that that's where i'm at and i realized something even if he was healthy like kp has been a very good defensive player should He's been one of the best defensive players in the league when he's actually played. What what did he play? Three and a half games? Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. He has been. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he's elite at protecting the realm. But here's the problem with that. Because he wants to be Kevin fucking Durant to give you that, 
like you you basically whatever points he saves he's gonna give back on shitty post-ups and fadeaways over six five dudes that they block that bounces off the rim and i just i've reached that point like even like because even before he got hurt i'm just like damn if you're gonna be in the christoph's porzingis business this is the cost of doing business like you got to give him these touches and mm-hmm. I get Luca with like the whole Rick make him stand in the corner type stuff. Like I've come to realize, like there's there's shots. Like you could get Kristaps Porzingis his shots in efficient ways. You could run plays. You could feed him in ways to where he could still be have the same efficiency stats and even bump it up a little bit. Like bump the volume up from last year. But that's not what he wants. He wants to shoot those stupid shots. Like yeah, he yeah. wants that. If you're gonna have him on your team, you have to give him them shots. And it's like, I don't want to be in business. Well, this is independent of his health. Like this is to- I'm I'm even over him for a different reason than health. Because like I said, he's six six four. He's seven three. I like if Christos Rosingas plays sixty six games in a season. The rest of his career, it's a, it's a, it's a miracle. I, the most I'm anticipating from him, no matter what happens, is like 65 games, tops. That's that's you know that's what the that's the peak. It's probably yeah. gonna be 55 to to 60 until he retires. He's just too tall. It's the way he's built. So I'm not even upset about health. I'm talking just dog, he's going to pout if you don't give him them shots. And I feel like to get him to do the shit you need him to do defensively, you have to give him them shots. And it's it, it's not volume. It's it's He wants to do that stupid shit. It's like, dog, I, I don't got time for that. I don't have time yep, for that. And, and it's telling because, very telling, because I, I still remember that he, um after the blowout, the Hawks, you know, yes. usually yes. players are going to be upset if they get blown out, you know, in the post-game presser. You know, they're going to talk about the loss. But what he said was very telling to me. He said, after a 20, however, I, I, I forgot how much we lost by. It was a bunch. It was like a million points. After that, he says, I love that my teammates were looking for me um, in the post. And, and I was getting involved. After shoot, he shot like seven for whatever. I forgot, but he he didn't shoot the ball well, and he had the nerve to talk about. I like that my teammates were looking for me. He, which is why I I still maintain this. His optimal role is on. He's a tank commander. He needs to be on a bad team where he could just shoot whatever shots he wants. That's clearly what he wants. I know he says he wants to win, and at the end of the day, I'm not saying he's a mind. Because at the end of the day, most NBA players they're still competitive. That's how they got to the NBA. They had to have been competitive. However, he as much I don't think he prioritizes winning. Like winning meaning like winning a championship. He definitely does not prioritize that over like his own offense and getting his game off. Because if he did. We listen. We'd have been in a different predicament right now. He he just does not. So I I'm I'm good off that. I'm I'm real good off that. And I don't know how they're gonna get rid of him. Um, and it's not gonna be great. Whatever they do at this point, it's not gonna be great. Either you have to take back scraps, 
and have to accept that it was an L or you might have to attach an asset to get something even okay, which is gonna be an L. So whatever they do at this point, I'm thinking it's gonna be an L. Um, so, but I am ready for it to happen. I'm truly ready for it to ha happen. So we can move on. Honestly, Isaiah, I, I think we're riding it out. I don't think- Oh it, boy. I, 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 I think if Chris South Przingis goes anywhere, it'll be the summer of, his the final year of his deal final year that's but terrible. he's not going anywhere this year <laughs> he's not going anywhere next year i just don't believe it They're yeah gonna, people say trade deadline i don't see like i don't, don't see, see that kind of move happening at the trade deadline i definitely don't see that i'm i'm thinking next off season i'm i'm just hoping i'm really hoping like i Cause, cause somebody could he, just he, take all, a chance all the trades that kind of made sense for teams to take a chance like the kevin love like that shit's over where's he gonna play yeah. that's over that's yeah kings look over kings is over uh even houston because john wall makes the same money but for uh two years instead of three if you look at the way they books is set up it's like yeah man they gotta they could just they're better served just eating john wall the next two years than the for, yeah for Tinder is cheap yeah. He's, he's a money launderer so there's no right. way he's gonna take kp's contract yeah well what i'm saying it's it's the it's it's about the same money it's just over two years instead of three but yeah. if you and if you look at their books it's like yeah you might it's already a sunk cost why stretch it out they could just stretch john wall you know what i'm saying and, and exactly. now maybe you do john wall and eric gordon um for like KP and Dwight and like Josh Green and that way it's actually less money and Eric Gordon is kind of owed a lot of money so you know like you said he's a money launderer so that actually probably saves them you know 20-30 million but I, that, that's the only thing I see and it's like dog we talking about trading this man for John fucking Wall and I actually don't like I don't think they would do it straight up right now I, in my heart of hearts I do not think Houston would do John Wall, a dude who is not playing, a dude who is inactive, who they said, hey, just come to practice and basically be an assistant coach yeah. versus play. And I don't think they would do it because of the contracts of Wall. Because like, like KP has been a solid defensive player, but like fam, two and a half games and you're not playing. And then it's not just, it's not just the health. It's when he's on the court, it's what he wants offensively to be healthy. And it's like, I'll say this, I've spent 30 minutes on this pod shitting on Ray Carlisle. Rick was fucking right on what to do with him offensively. Oh, 100%. I've never walked that back. I've seen people, that's one thing. That's one thing I have, not to sub anyone. I'm not subbing anyone in particular, but I, I'm not a hypocrite. I'm not, certain things yeah. I will not walk back. Like, I maintain the Rick thing about how Rick is not, um, like I, I've talked about how he's not the coach for the future, but he is a good coach. And I agree that a lot of people walked back their takes on Rick and how they used on how he used KP. And I get it because they wanted to believe in KP. So they just wanted to um, you know, talk about how Rick was the problem. I never walked that back. <laughs> That's what he was absolutely right in how he used Porzingis. Absolutely 100%. I never walked that back. Yeah, my, my thing wasn't necessarily 
how it was just volume. It's like just not using them enough. Like run, like, you know, I remember in the playoff, we ran a down screen uh, for KP and he ran off that down screen, caught the ball, immediately rose up and shot it, made it. And I'm like, just do that shit more. Don't fucking post up. But I'm starting to realize is that he don't want them plays. Nope. He, he don't want them plays. He yeah. That's not the shots he wants. Like, he's not... You could give him, shit, 20 of those a night, and I don't think he's going to be happy. Like, I don't... I really don't. I thought it was volume. No, it's type. It's type. Like you said, that... When he... That, those comments after the Atlanta game just said everything, like, dog, we got our ass kicked, and you're happy... They threw you the ball <laughs> and you went. What did he, what, he go for? I gotta look four, it up. Four for fifteen? Was it four, four for fifteen? I think it was four for fifteen or something. It, like it was that. some. I gotta was, look it up. It was. It was an abomination. I'm like, dog, you're happy that worked out. It's like, dog, you're cooked. You can't play. And I, I, I kind of like kept. You know, I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give buddy a pass because he is playing good defense. He is. I can't, defense, yep. I can't take that from him. And I'm like, okay, a big that's that good of a rim protector that can space the floor, that has value. He's not trash. But if he's a big that, like, he don't want to space the floor. He, he don't want he that four shit. He went 4 for 13. He went 4 for 13. Yeah, Talking like he, about some, I'm happy. So, the, oh, these numbers are, whew. Four for 13 in the Atlanta game, seven for 20 in the Toronto game, two for 10 in the Houston game before he had to leave. That like, is horrible. Dude, that dude took 20 shots. That dude took oh 20 sh- He took 20 shots in like 29 minutes in Toronto. Yeah. Like, bro. Like, yeah, man, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, I think as far as the trade, I hate to, f- I just don't trust the Mavericks. I still think. Like what KP was during the bubble season, nineteen twenty, it was probably worth it, in my opinion. That was worth the first round draft pick by itself. Like teams trade first round draft picks to get an expiring contract, a veteran that's really good to help them. So I'm not, you know, what would that pick end up being like 22, 23 or some shit? Yeah, it was so, like twenty three, I think. Yeah, so just us getting back to the playoffs. You know, I think that was worth one first round pick, but we got we got fleeced on the one that they get next year. We did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's con- fine. Yeah, but then again, I can't say that because fucking we got Tim Hardaway. It actually, I I do that's the tra- I like... do the I do the trade all over again. It, that, what's so sad is that that's such a like, uh. You know, so many people, especially on the timeline, Knicks fans, because there's so fucking many of them, and just because he played for the Knicks, that's such a politicized trade. Like, both teams got what they wanted out of it. Let's let's be honest here. He's just not a star. He's just not what he was. And when he was destroying shit in the bubble and we had the best offensive ever, so many people like rub Knicks fans facing that shit that they feel like they can never let it go. But man, it, it, I, I don't want to be in the Christos Przingis business anymore. I want to get out of business. But the thing is we signed a, a fucking five-year lease and we can't get out of it. Yep. So, I mean, we, at the end of the day, I'm not going to be rooting for him to fail just because I want to be right. That's never going to happen with me. 
So at the, I still would like for him to start by playing next game. That would be great um, if he can go. And I would like to see him turn it around. I mean, even though the next game would be a horrible first game to come back because Miami has like the best defense in the league by a mile. It's not even close. And um, yeah, it's going to be – the shooting numbers are still going to be in the gutter um, for him. So, I mean, it's going to be a rough game. But I would like to see him turn it around because at the end of the day, we are stuck with him. We're stuck. So um, we're stuck. So we just have to hope that he can start playing like an NBA player in offense while keeping up the defense. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to hope and see at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I just hope one loser drug. Are we in Miami or is it here? I think it's in Dallas. We got a shot. Yeah, so the, they, you know, there's a shot. I'm not – my thing is I don't mind if we lose that game, but don't lose it the way you lost to Denver and Atlanta. Do not get blown out. Don't get blown. Have some pride. Have some shame. Like, if you lose, make it a competitive loss, especially given the fact that you play the next game. I don't give – like, you, they play the next day, you know. I think they play in San Antonio. I actually uh, – don't take my word for it. I know they play San Antonio the next day. I know it's a back-to-back, but – I don't know if, if it's at home or they go to San Antonio. You're talking about the Heat or the Mavs? The Mavs. We play. I'm pretty sure we have a back-to-back. Yeah, we, we have a back check. No, you got it right. You got it right. I got it right. We, we play go San Antonio. Go to San Antonio, right? We, we're in San Antonio for the next night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I got it right. So, yeah, so we go to San Antonio. So, I don't want to see them give up. Like, if they get down, they just give up and say, oh, well, we play the next day. Let's just – no, I don't want to see that. Please have some shame and just play. And just play good ball. It's going to be, hard. like I said, it's going to be tough. The, the heat, it's, it's going to be hard to score. It's going to be so hard to score, especially given the fact that we don't have many offensive weapons and it's just Luka, and they have a lot of guys that could just throw up. They have so many guys that they could just throw at Luka. And Luka's splits, um, when they play Miami, ain't great. Um, it's really not good. So I'm not expecting a win. If we do get it fantastic but if we lose please be competitive that's that's all i ask yeah we uh that miami game is going to be telling because they got to compete mm-hmm. and uh, i hate to say it luca gotta bring his he gotta bring his ass because if he comes out and plays we actually we can well shoot man we haven't talked about it maxi we oh yeah yeah doesn't play we're cooked because because maxi if luca brings this shit we actually kind of match up as long as jason kidd pulls his head out of his ass rotation wise we actually I, we have more wings we have more like-sized players to play with them than previous years they can actually play defense but yeah i, I uh I don't, if Maxie's done, he's cooked. We're cooked. Because I just, because you can't play those other bigs, in my opinion. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's. I'm, I'm seeing a hard time. I'm, I find it hard to believe we're going to win. But yeah, especially if Maxie doesn't play, I think you can chop that one up, honestly, yeah. um, to a loss. But be competitive in your loss. Don't let these good teams three blowouts against good teams now it's a pattern now it's a pattern where yeah. people could say hey we're a good team we can handle these mavericks um yeah. 
they're in dog fights with the bad teams and they can't play good teams. It's yeah. going to be a pattern. It's going to be a thing. So yeah. don't let that be a thing. Yeah, and that's something I've kind of defended the Mavs on this year. Like, honestly, there's been every team's in a dog fight with quote unquote bad teams. That's not a Maverick only thing. However, yeah. I think. The Bulls. <laughs> right, right. Well, now they open at night. With my Pistons, they they was they was going it was shit. It was a two possession game with one minute to go. Oh, yeah. And um, but I will say like I think we're like the only team getting ran off the court that's totally healthy. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I I guess I guess I hate to say it, Porzingis didn't play in Denver, so I guess that don't count. I I guess you can't technically say that, but as far as totally health, mostly healthy teams that have their best player, like, looking around the league, no one's really, we're, like, we have two of the worst losses from good teams in the NBA this year. So that, that, that is concerning. That is concerning because those, those weren't really competitive games in the second half. Like, we basically, we never competed with Denver past, what, second quarter. Same thing for the, for the Hawks. So we'll see. They just can't get packed up, but we gotta we gotta put our foot down and we gotta pray for our brother Maxi. Um, man, shout out to him. He was in the lab. We we was yes, sir. We were packing that man up and saying what he is and he wasn't and he heard all that shit. That man, now before he left the game, he was three for three. He literally didn't miss a shot. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. He was yeah. playing good defense. He was yeah, playing great like, defense. Like he looks fast. He looks. He looks everything, man. I I'm, I hope like Maxi is okay because he's the best big so far this year. And I will say this: I'm I don't, I'm tired of him in the starting lineup, but Dwight Powell played a good game today. Salute to you. Oh yeah, he he played a great game today. And that's the thing: Powell can play good games. It's just that they ask way too much of him. And I want to also touch on quickly Moses Brown. And I am not trying to dunk on anybody here. I feel like I've been <laughs> putting out all these disclaimers. But um, on, on the real, all off-season, people have argued with me about Moses Brown and how he's this and how he's that. And I've been telling people, kind of just, you know, taper your expectations a bit. Because he was, y'all are talking about numbers that he was putting up on one of the worst teams the NBA has ever seen. Ever. The Thunder went like, they won one game. I think was it after the All Star break? They won one game, yeah. one. <laughs> when, they, when, they, when they were decent, he wasn't playing. Exactly. When they were decent, he wasn't playing. And then when he started to play, they won one game. So yeah. you showing me him averaging eight and eight in those. That's not that wasn't moving because I knew he can play defense. And today Willie was awful to start the first. Well, Willie was bad the first like three quarters. Willie was just. He had maybe good possessions, but he was really playing with effort. Typical Willie things that we know by now. Yeah. And I guess kid, one thing I would will compliment kid for, you're not going to hear many kid compliments from my way, but one thing I will compliment him for is he's a coach that, um, and I like that. Um, not every coach does it, but he, um, he kind of rides the hot hand and he adjusts rotations like in game accordingly. Yeah. So, um, Willie didn't have it and he 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 noticed that as well and he said okay let's try Moses and he put Moses in for two minutes and 
Moses was horrible on defense. Moses could not move his feet and he got two quick fouls. It was like two quick, no, it was like, a, yeah, two quick fouls. He gave up an and one because he couldn't move and he pulled him, um, kid pulled him immediately and put Willie back in. And I guess that lit a fire under Willie's ass because Willie played well after that and <laughs> Willie was competing. So um, Moses Brown, he's great potential. I hear all that. And I agree, he has great potential. He's not ready yet. So people saying that, oh, start Moses Brown. You sound insane. I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> you just sound crazy. He's not ready I, for that. Just because can't, he can rebound, he's I, not ready. I can't think of the matchup, which I'd be comfortable with that with. Because, like, if he's put in space at all, it's he a can't foul. move. It's a foul. Yeah, it's a foul. It's an and one at that. Like, so it's, it's, he's not ready. He has potential, but he's not ready. And I wish yeah. people would see that just because he can grab rebounds and grab offensive rebounds and he's big. He is a tree down there. He has good, great potential, but on offense, he doesn't know what to do. Um, he doesn't know how to get in the gaps. Like, obviously, you know, Dwight's the best at that on offense among our bigs. Like, he knows how to get in the gaps and not only get in the gaps, but he keeps the ball hopping. Like, he gets the ball. And today he had a bit too much dip on his chip. I saw him get the ball. And instead of, like, throwing it back up to, to Luca, he was, like, trying to do some moves. And he threw up a brick. I'm like, okay, don't do too much of that. But if he gets the balls, he knows how to, facilitate a handoff like ASAP like he knows how to keep the ball moving so that's why they want that's why they want to play with Dwight at the end of the day that's what a start is like he's he's bad and I don't want him to start but there is a reason why Luca and Tim and the other guys wanted him he sets good screens and he knows where to be on offense he's not in their way Moses Moses is in their way Boban too Boban um he's good but Boban gets in the way because he's just so big um, and Willie, Willie just, Willie too. Like I saw a play in the Kings game and I was just like, Willie, he was running a pick and roll with, I think it was Frank and he set a good screen, but he just didn't roll. And you can tell Frank was looking for him to roll. And I was like, Willie, you set a good screen. Why didn't you roll? You would have gotten a bucket easily. And he just didn't roll. He just kind of like hung back. And I'm like, you're not a pick and pop threat. So I don't know why you're hanging uh, back. Well, so well it's, it's, he, he thinks he is. He thinks he is. That's what I'm saying. So it's just like, if we could just smush the bigs together, we'd have a perfect big for this team. But um, at this point, you just got to, it's just about matchups. And right now, Moses is, despite what you may think, he is still the odd man out when it comes to bigs. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I leave it alone because Willie, Willie, Willie stunk so bad. Even he, he fuck man, Willie stinks, bro. He will <laughs> have a game every like five games. You'll he'll move his feet. Like it's like Willie gets high before every game, for real. Yeah. Like, like for real. Like we joke about that shit, but I really think he he play like he blows every single game and like every once in a while every five games that fifth game he'll have it together he'll move his feet he'll actually do what he's supposed to do but he just seems like he ain't got it a lot but with all that being said i do want uh to give our flowers to the french prince young frankie smokes before we get up out of here hey man frank can play yes sir 
Frank and play. Yes, sir. Yeah, Thank I, you. Thank yeah, you. Frank and play. You were you I, I, when we picked him up. You were like, oh, "Why didn't we get that?" I'm happy we are addressing this. You better look yes. at those stats before today. Uh, advanced stats, raw stats. They've been about the same level of production until Frank went off today. I'm just. Dennis is playing solid minutes in Portland, man. No, here's, here's the thing. I'm not a Dennis hater. I might sound like it. No, I like I've I've, I've seen Dennis in um, Portland, and he he's playing well, and I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy for him. But with this current team, yeah. Frank was the better fit by far. He was always he was no, the better you're right. fit. You're right. I, I I'll concede that. I will concede that. Um, yeah, but he's the, playing real well. He's playing real well. It, it's just crazy because he looks like a totally different player. Um, I need to know what the hell he did to Tibbs. Because Tibbs it's, it's put him that. in prison and, like, just wouldn't let him play. Like, just didn't play him. And I'm just like... It's, he was miscast. So even with with him in New York, he was always played as a point guard. Here, you if you notice, he's never the only point. Like, he plays off off the ball. He plays the off guard now. So he's not, he, he's not playing... A point guard role. Either he's playing with Luca or he's playing with Brunson. Like he's not the only guard on the floor ever. You like even in lineups, you never see him. Like I, at least in the five games so far, you haven't seen like where it's him and Sterling Brown and he's like the primary point. Like in New York, that's what he was being asked to do. And last year, he, he couldn't make a shot. Like outside of the threes that he was hitting, he couldn't make a shot inside the arc. Did so you, uh, I, I get it. It was nineteen percent. For anything that wasn't that's crazy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I wouldn't play you either. I'm yeah. so sorry, but you're not getting minutes either. So, he now that's why when people are like, Oh, play, and I'm hesitant. Like, I get why people want to say, Um, like, I saw Bibbs, shout out Bibbs. Um, he's saying start Frank playing 20 to 25 minutes. I don't agree with that because you don't want to put him in a role that will make his flaws show even more you know what I mean right now what he's doing is perfect coming off the bench I like him and Brunson together I like that duo I like I even like him and Luca like their minutes look good too so you gotta um play him don't don't put too much on his plate because that's when you see a lot of flaws and then people are going to start to dislike him because he's doing too much no this is perfect for him he needs a, a 20 a night fine but that should be the max he needs about 15 minutes, about 15 minutes. You know, he can, he's going to play defense. That's one thing about him. He's always going to play defense. So he's going to play his defense. And um, he's going to, if he can make this today, he made two threes. I don't anticipate him to be making threes all the time because at the end of the day, that's not his game. You can even tell in the game, he had a corner three, but a closeout was coming. So he was kind of hesitant. So you can tell like, He's not going to be like a high volume three point shooter, but as long as he makes one to two in his minutes and plays defense and he can handle the ball. So Brunson is not doing everything on the second unit. Brunson can take a break, play off ball. Frank can, you know, drive it. He could pass it. it his role right now, what he's doing is perfect. It's perfect right now. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I don't know. I, I kind of, because even during the small stretches in New York last year, and from what we've seen this year, I don't know, man. I think that three ball might be legit. I, I think it might be but, too. But my concern is because he's Frank Nilakina, they literally are just good luck with that. If he makes it, if we lose to Frank Nilakina making wide open threes, we just going to lose. And I think eventually they're going to start closing out on it harder. 
that might have something to do with it. So we'll see if it stands up. But what's crazy is it's like I could have swore Frank was shooting better than this, but like coming into the, today, he actually that's I don't that's surprising. Like coming into today, he was only shooting like forty uh, percent from the field. But I guess most of his shots have been threes. But I feel like his he's been effective again to the hole, but maybe he's blown a few. But anyway, shout out to Frank. I don't I seriously don't know if we win this game without Frank today. I don't think hundred oh, percent not. Yeah, yeah, no. I seriously don't think we win. So he's already if he, you know, Lord forbid he blows his knee out, but he's already provided value for his contract. So Oh yeah, we got him for one more season. Yep, on the vet men, you get like this, this is stuff like, and uh, once again, I don't want to give Jason Kidd credit because I'm not pro Jason Kidd. I'm just anti deification of Rick Carlisle. But is <laughs> that's fair? Is is you know does Jason Kidd get credit for Frank Nilakina's development? Do we just throw that out the window? He he don't. Just keeping it real would you i'm not saying he does but he is playing him and i i feel like if rick was here they'd be like see rick got frank nalakina as a productive nba player but that shit's never come out of anybody's mouth for jason kidd yeah no i mean at the end of the day frank is just he knows he knows what time it is and i think the same goes for dennis they know what time it is their rookie contract is up yeah. so they're not owed anything from anybody and they're hooping on minimums right now. And they know that if they, this is their last chance, if they mess up, you're not getting another chance after this, really. Don't matter if you're 20, they're both like, what, 23? That, that they don't care. The people on the league don't care. So many young guys are coming in and the draft classes are looking deeper. They're looking better. Yeah. So they know what time it is. They know what time it is. They know they have to ball out or it's back to France for Nilafina and Dennis hey, going hey. to China. <laughs> bro, bro, the thing with Frank especially is because he I, am I crazy? I brought this up before. Wasn't Frank like had agreed? Italy. He had agreed to a contract. Like he was yeah, in he, he was, was in Europe. Like yeah, the season he, he just hadn't started. Yeah, the season just hadn't started yet. And then the man was like, hey, Dragic not showing up. You want he wants his last Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. really what it was. Yeah, so that's crazy. Um but you got anything else you want to touch on? Uh, no, that's it. But for our games of the week, I, I picked oh. mine. I picked my um, league pass game. Um, I'm interested in Bulls and Celtics um, on Monday. No, not Bulls and Celtics. I'm lying. The Bulls and the, the Sixers on um, Wednesday. That's the game I went to see on league. And it's on league pass. Um, that was a bit surprising to me. That seemed like a you know, like a ESPN or TNT type game, but it's on League Pass, so I'm excited for that. And my um, national TV can't pick the Mavs because we play or we play Miami national TV. But yeah. since I can't pick the Mavs, I am intrigued to see um, Atlanta and um, the Nets on Wednesday too. So I'll be watching both games at the same time because <laughs> I can do that. Man, it's not a lot of good games next week. It's not. I, I was looking at the, the schedule. I'm like, there's I'm not interested in too much, honestly. The matchups the, aren't interesting. The, the best game of the week is happening right now as we record. Jazz Which one? Bucks. Jazz and Bucks. 
Did you see the Bucks starting lineup? I, I will tell you right now. I saw it while we were recording. Uh, um, it's George Hill, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, Thanasis, and Giannis. So what? yes, no. <laughs> Oh, I yes, didn't know they're that. injured. They're injured. The Bucks that. are real injured. I think oh, Chris is out. Drew's out. Okay. Brooke Lopez okay. is out. Yeah, I think Bobby Portis is still out. So yeah, it's it's not looking good. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. What do I want? What we got here? These games are horrible, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I'm. I got. Uh, I guess I go Hawks Nets. Did you take that one already? Yeah, I took. No, we can pick the same one. It's all good. Hawks Nets. No, 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 no. The Hawks Jazz. They, Hawks Jazz. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just that, not intrigued in the Jazz. I'm that's so gonna. Be, that's gonna be a back to back. So I don't really, really want to see that either. I guess the Knicks Bulls, like low key, I haven't touched on that, and we need to wrap this up. They are going trick or treating, but hey, man, the Knicks are good. They are I just good. Told you the Knicks was good. You had them packed up. The Knicks I, are no, good. I had them the Knicks the, are good. I had them in the, I think, the bottom echelon of playing teams. But they are better than that. I would say they are better than that because Boston, I mean, granted, I had Boston as an upper echelon playing team, but Boston might be a bottom echelon playing team. Boston's not good. Boston might be in the lottery. Boston might be in the lottery. All right, they won't be in the lottery, but they're, they're not good. If you lose in the playing game, are you not a lottery team? You are. That's that. You're true. That's that. Right. That That's is right. there. I see that being a future. All I see that being a future. Real talk, because like I hate to say this, and we gotta wrap this up. But Marcus Smart has KP syndrome to where the idea of him is better than what he actually is, and to get him to do the stuff he's good at, you have to let him do stuff he's not good at. Dog, Marcus Smart is nobody's point guard, bro. You just cut it out. It's not a starting point. Yeah. Cut it out. Yeah, he's not. He's not. And um, I th- like the new coach. Like instead of giving me less Marcus Smart at point guard, gave him more, which was that's why they stink. That's why. Yeah, it's okay. I'm not. I'm not sold on Ime. I'm not. Not yeah. to say it's it's early, so I'm not gonna say what he is and what he isn't. But I'm I'm not sold. I'm not sold. I gotta see more from him. I mean, I, I say like. You give you empowering Marcus Smart to shoot more when you got especially Jalen Brown. Like Jalen Brown has been their best player. He just goes two, he goes big long stretches without even touching the ball. Like they may swing it to him in the corner every once in a while when and it just don't make sense to me. But anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Um for real this time. We're going to wrap up the pod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, once again, everybody, thank y'all for listening. Another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am Dwight. That is 214. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I was about to say that's right. 5172, the letter CO, 214. Joined again by the young uh, Doogie Hauser, uh, female version of Doogie Hauser, young SJ at SJ Basketball 8. Thank y'all for listening to me again. Uh, listen to us again. We will holler at y'all next week. Peace.